From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. The healthcare industry attracts many professional caregivers who go above and beyond their jobs and give back to their fellow man. With me in the HealthLink on Air studio today is Upstate Nurse Susan Thomas. She's been a doula for 35 years, and then she became a nurse, and today she works in labor and delivery at Upstate's community campus. And she's made multiple volunteer trips to Guatemala that she's going to tell us about. Welcome. Thank and thanks you. for being here. Thank you. Well, I, I want to ask about how you got started volunteering in Guatemala, but first, um, can you tell me why you went into nursing? So after the birth of my daughter, Joy, my second my second child, um, I wasn't really pleased with the experience that I received in the hospital. And as I lay there in the hospital bed, I thought, you know, I wonder if someday I could be a nurse and and do this job. Um, I kind of put that on hold after I had joy and um, went on to have two more boys. But um, as my fourth son or as my fourth child got into, um, started to go towards preschool, I realized, what am I going to do with myself after all of these kids get in school? So I decided at that point to go to nursing school full time and uh, become a nurse. It was then that um, I just went into a regular GYN oncology floor because that's what was open, and I felt like I needed the med surge experience at that point. Now, some people might not know what a doula is. You were a doula first, right? I was a doula. And After a... Joy was born, uh, I realized just how important the labor and delivery process is emotionally, physically, even spiritually, and realized that maybe I could make a difference in some woman's life who needed that support, who didn't have it, whether they were in a crisis pregnancy, um, a pregnancy that was uh, not expected, or extremely stressful because of medical problems or um, physical problems, emotional problems. And so put my name out there at that point as somebody who would support you through labor and delivery process and um, also pre-birth and post-birth for breastfeeding and other issues. And uh, got to know quite a few women at that point. was not a paid position, which was fine with me. It was really more about how do you help women through this life-changing event. Well, it sounds like you're drawn to helping people, yeah. which makes sense to, to go into nursing. But is that how you got involved in um, volunteer work? I did. I got involved through church at the time. They uh, were going to Guatemala in February every year and had been for years. And so I volunteered one year and went along. And at that point, we built a few houses for uh, a couple of people in the community that were identified as needing that, as well as uh, did a shoe distribution and uh, did like a little vacation Bible school time with some of the kids in the neighborhood. Now, um, Guatemala is a Spanish-speaking country. Do you speak Spanish? No, I don't. don't. I wish I did. Have you picked up some along the way? I'm trying to do the Duolingo (laughs) thing and the, uh, the other little... Hints. (laughs) Well, let's talk about the trips themselves, because as you um, became a nurse and and now you're doing more medical sort of missions, right? Right. Um, Do you always go to the same area of Guatemala? So now since uh, February of 2017, I have gone back to a place called Clinica Izel, which is a surgical center, medical center uh, in Montalano, Guatemala. And 
um, I do go back there to the same place. They have three operating rooms that we run from Sunday afternoon to Thursday. And so it's, it is typically the same place, yes. Is uh, the other people that are there working with you, are they always the same people? No, or? they're always different people. They're always different. Yes. Um, there are some repeaters like I am, but um, yes, they're all, most, the majority of them are new people. Now, um, you, you said operating rooms. So what sorts of surgeries do you offer? So in the three operating rooms, we divide them between GYN, a general surgery, uh, either, and then a plastics room often. Uh, we do many cleft palates, cleft lips, hernia surgeries for both men, women, and children, and um, and then GYN surgeries for those women who have had a lot of babies and have had either some kind of trauma or um, bladder issues like that. Okay. And so there's surgeons that are there from other parts of the world? There's surgeons from coming. all over the United States. Now, do you have to bring your own medical supplies? We do. We bring our own supplies from here. Uh, the medical director lives in Searcy, Arkansas, and he makes out a list and gathers them up and are, you know is purchased through the company. So these are uh, long days for you then, they Sunday are. through Thursday? Yeah, they start usually around 7, 7.30, and we end in the evening. The first time we went, um, we had an extremely long case um, of a six-year-old little boy with a kidney issue, and we thought we could get him um, get his surgery done on a Sunday afternoon, and it went almost till midnight. Wow. And um, since then, I've the um, couple times that I've gone back now, I've seen him again because he's needed further follow up, and it's just amazing to see the difference in how he's doing. Wow. Well, tell. Uh, let's get a little practical here. What does it cost to do a trip like this? Because you're volunteering, but you're also having to pay to get there, right? Right, right. So the air tickets are usually between 500 and sometimes $1,600. Um, I just looked the other night for June and March, and they're up around $1,100. Um, so it's the airfare is that cost. And then we also um, give... Health Chalance, which is the name of the company that the organization that I work with, $650 for supplies, your room and board, your meals, all of those things. So room and board, are, do you stay in the facility where you do the work? We do. We stay right inside the uh, facility. It has about, I think, maybe 15 dorm rooms. And there is, um, you know, running water, showers. Toilets that flush, the whole thing. Uh, a couple of twin beds in each room, and it's very comfortable. It's not like what you think of going there and being in a hut or something, but it's very comfortable. It is comfortable. Yes. Now, the time you go all different times of year. I was going to ask do. about the climate. It, it's sort of opposite of Syracuse? It's, or? So it's typically in the 70s, 80s, um, okay. very humid, and it stays that way pretty much year-round. Oh, Neat. There's lots of rainy seasons, you know, in September. We ended up with an earthquake when we were there one year. And then the volcano erupted in June. So that was... Were you there for the... Yes, I was oh, wow. there when the um, the volcano erupted in June. And it, it totally changed our plans for travel back to the city because the roads were gone. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. Were you involved? How close were how close were you to the volcano? I think it was about 35 minutes. Wow. That's so what they said. Close. Yeah. Let me remind listeners, this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Upstate nurse Susan Thomas about the volunteer trips that she takes to Guatemala. So, and I know you have another one coming up. It's February. February um, 8th. So is it hard uh, to leave, once you get there to Guatemala and you're settled in, is it hard to leave there and return home to the comforts of central New York? It is. You feel, I feel a little guilty for doing that because when you see the people that are there who have very little, um, they come with the clothes on their back, you know, they may have a change of clothes. The places that we drive through to get to the clinic are extremely poor. They live in uh, houses that are built out of tin or bamboo or uh, corn stalks. Um, and for you to leave and come back to a country that is so, I don't, I don't even know so the much. word. We have so right. much. You know, when it's funny when people say, what do you need or what, what do they need? They, they don't realize what they need, you know, no. compared to what we have. They, and I think they feel like we're doing just fine. And they are. They really are. So it, it really has changed my whole mindset of what do you really need. So a much simpler existence. But so, like when you describe the houses, it sounds like poverty. It is poverty. Absolute poverty. You know, the kids are, um, they have no yards. They're, they're running around in um, muddy areas around the outside of a house that's built either out of um, tin or plastic sheeting, black plastic sheeting. And um, I have a couple that I've worked with for years now who are making a change in those people's lives. They're building houses for them, installing kitchens, and it's just amazing how they live, and yet they're so incredibly happy, the people are. Do they have um, beds to sleep on? Beds that we would recognize as beds? No. 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 They have mats. They have things that they lay on the floor. They sometimes will find, um, you know, wood that they can create a frame out of and then lay blankets on. Yes. What about electronics? Television, so cell phones? They yeah. do. You know, it's funny to see them because they do have cell phones, some of them. And yet when you go by their houses, you you can see that it's um, dark. There's no lighting. Uh, the couple that I work with are now um, installing solar lighting, which is awesome because mm. they get so much sunshine. It you know it works out really well for them. Um, but as far as the comforts of what we would consider home, you know, they don't have living rooms. They have no. They have a really a one room house that they all share, all of the kids and the parents alike, and they cook outside on either um, an area where they've built up stones around and created a fire. Wow. Well, do you feel like you as an individual are making an impact? I do. I, we have been there. I have been there enough that I uh, have met some of the same people over and over again. Um, people who come back for um reconstruction on plastic surgeries or um, men who had a hernia repair and now are coming back to help out the next guy go through it. Oh, So it's fun to see that uh, the, the women whose lives have changed because of um, 
the issue they're having with either bladder or um, from having too many babies, you know, that now they're able to function day, day to day. Neat. Well, do you think these um, volunteer trips help you be a better nurse? Do you, do you learn things there that you wouldn't have the opportunity to learn here? I think that uh, I've learned a couple of things about anesthesia, doing some things that we did in, in Guatemala that we haven't done here. And um, so, yeah, I, I also think that it's a different mindset there. You know, the, the care is much more personal. Um, you're allowed to pray with your patients before they go into surgery. And I'm not saying we can't do that here, but it's typically, um, it's much more open there to be, to be real with your patients and to be on their, um, spiritual level as well, because they're a very spiritual country. They're very, mostly Catholic. Um, and here you, you worry sometimes about offending people. Sure. When you say, you know, if if I'm a nurse in the hospital and I, and I say, can I pray for you? How would that? Sometimes it wouldn't come across as mm-hmm. as as well as so. Uh, well, finally, what advice would you give to someone who would like to do what you're doing and you know volunteer and help? Well, I would be happy to connect them with um, Health Challenge or with Rick and Carrie Sills, who um, if they don't have any medical training. They certainly can come, whether or not they're a nurse, doctor, anesthesia. We're always looking for uh, caregivers to come and hold a hand or help somebody to the bathroom. So it's Health Talents International or Carrie and Rita Sills. Their blog is, um, they're missionaries that have been there for six years and have really given up the comforts of home to do what they do. Well, we'll um, send a link on the healthlinkonair.org website. We'll put a link to their website so that listeners can do that. So thank you so much. This has been very interesting. I appreciate you coming in and sharing this. My guest has been Upstate Nurse Susan Thomas. This has been Amber Smith for Upstate's HealthLink on Air.